0: Hello and welcome to Art Astoria. My name is Owen Wenner, your resident Bardic storyteller, and it is my job to take you through the pages of Colors of Convergence, the first book in the Art Astoria series. Please follow all of our social media so you never, ever miss a chapter of this fascinating tale filled with energy, chakra, chi, magic, or as we just call it, color. But let's turn the page. Chapter 2. Court A man, bruised and beaten, awoke with a pounding in his forehead. His sore hazel eyes stretched open to reveal a ghastly sight. The walls, floors, and ceiling were all made of the same rough-hued crag stone. The air itself clung to his nostrils in a haze of heat and rot as the scent of mold boiled his insides. A decaying bucket was to his right and a wilting hay heap laid to his left. The only light source to be seen was a pair of two dying lanterns that hung in front of the daunting iron bars that stood in front of his cell. He sighed, not knowing that just by doing that small motion, a rapid coughing fit arrived upon him. A sharp pain like a heated needle convulsed in his chest. After a few moments, the episode faded, leaving specks of blood covering his hand. Poison, he huffed. A light dose to keep me under. But not kill me. It burns like hell. As he held his throat, he noticed heavy bracelets held his wrists. Fortunately, the only thing they shackled him to were his own leather gloves that rested underneath of them. Oh, I hate this part. He confirmed his fear when he checked his prize scabbard that was strapped to his back. Dang it. Of course, it had been rendered empty. Underneath its leather chest harness, though, the rest of his clothes remained intact. Red and white shirt, dark pants, and walker's boots. His pack was gone as well, but again, that was to be expected. What wasn't expected was another round of ensnaring pain that shot through his body the moment he stood up. Must have been it worse than I thought. He then began to free himself from his shirt, in a struggling fashion, in a desperate attempt to avoid even more agony. It was during this charade that another voice asked, Excuse me, would you like some aid? The man was able to catch his breath long enough just to turn and say, (laughs) Glad to see I'm not the only one. Peacefully sitting in a shadowed cell next door was a ponytailed stranger with pale skin and a narrow face. Wearing orange and green checkered colored attire, he sat with his legs folded. Indeed, he said. I assume you are traveling as well? Every word was clear and perfectly dictated like mechanical cogs were driving their recital. Yeah, I was, uh, heading west. The injured man trembled as he spoke. What about you? I was as well. Yeah, oh. He turned after hearing something in the answer. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't realize you were a woman. It is fine, she said with a potent venom lining her words. She was attractive. In a toned and rigid sense, not the type the injured man usually strives for, but she was not ugly by any man's standards. The woman stood up into the lantern's light, revealing herself to be perhaps an inch taller than the man was. She pulled back her jet black hair and said, Would you like me to assess your wounds? After a few more moments of haphazardly pawing at his back, the man was forced to stop. Winded and without having another option, he cautiously backed up towards the neighboring cell's hold. her fingers made contact, the man pulled away. Do you actually know anything about healing? Anything at all? The woman's eyes gently floated. I have read a great many guides about it. Just be calm. The man rolled up his shirt and fit it tightly between his teeth, serving as a cushion for the soon-to-be pain. How how bad were I hit? I cannot tell what you were hit with. But I can see five grand impact marks all of them swelling, and one of them is still bleeding profusely. I I believe there's still something lodged within. Marvelous, the man breathed. Just take whatever's in, out. Suddenly, all of the literature and all of the libraries in all the world on dressing wounds, setting bones, stitching gashes, and overall healing protocols meant very little. Um, okay, this might sting a bit. His request was met with feather-like touches that quickly transformed into a sandy grinding. So what's uh, what's your name? The taming of his tears only made it harder to talk. My my name is Lee, she uttered. My my apologies. She did not know what else to say. Fire rushed over his body, flustering his mind. Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, what 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 color are you? He pleaded for a distracting thought. Um, orange. All of her focus poured into the absent minded belief that she was actually easing his ailment. Yeah? <gasps> Misshapen breaths were taken, nearly capsizing him. Ever, ever been, uh, ever been in, inside of, uh, Amber? The surgeon fiddled inside for a few dire seconds. The target rubberized and danced around her grip until finally she felt it. Nearly! And she pulled. And the screams echoed far beyond the sight lines of either cell. And the man's body quivered endlessly and he fell to the floor. Spit ran from his mouth without control. And after long, strenuous sessions of gasping for air, he finally, slowly spoke. What? What? What was that? Arrowhead? It impressed Lee that he managed to stay awake. The spike was maybe two inches long and half of that wide. It had the shape of an erose triangle, thin and smooth, but covered in blood. Wiping it on her pants removed its gory stain, but revealed a slight crimson glow. Her eyes widened. It is not an arrow, it is a fingernail, a red's fingernail. The patient wiped his eyes and reached for the object. Aside from its overgrown proportion, Lee's findings seemed to be correct. So, a red captured me. I assumed he meant to blunt all five of their tips, but accidentally released this one still sharpened, hence it being lodged... In your back, Lee added. I fought a similar opponent with similar abilities, she looked around her cell. This organization must be quite skilled. He was right there, the man mumbled, not listening to Lee's words. He watched closely as the residual shine of the nail faded. Thank you, by the way. He turned and faced Lee with solid words. "Um, I'm really grateful. Thank you again. The woman batted her eyes to the floor and darted them away. Here. She bent her knee and slid open her shoe's heel, revealing a hidden compartment. You may use this. It will help you. A small vial filled with murky cream was passed through the holes in the bars. Um, what is it? He asked. It is my own blend of medical herbs, Lee instructed. Apply it to your injury and it will begin to close up quicker than normal. The man began to put his arms through the sleeves of his shirt, anxious to soak up the blood running down his spine. Keep it. No, you keep it. You'll need it more than me one day. Be that as it may, these bindings will not be doing your body any favors. This vial, as I previously stated, will. Lee said, trying to hide her annoyance. Brushstone. The man annoyingly thought. She talks a lot, but she's got a point. I believe they are derived from Brushstone," Lee said. "Are you familiar? Yeah, they um uh, they dampen color." Lee's mind was automated. The image of a leather-bound book, a life underground, appeared in it. She rubbed her temple, and one page rushed through her memory—a first-hand account of the discovery of Brushstone. Me and my McCrew, two reds, silver, and green went deeper in the mine today. Hoping to find new vein, gold, jewels, something. Money ain't what it used to be. I wanted to go in further, until we found a new cavern. These shiny rocks, but as soon as we charged up ourselves, glowing rocks, they they took the color and soaked it up right through the air. We all felt weak. I had to get out of there, but I'm betting these could be worth something. Lee shook her head. Brushstone was the name that the geologists had given this kind of rock because, as another piece of literature pointed out, its ability to control color mirrors how an artist's paintbrush controls color on a canvas. This will be an issue, he tugged on the bracelets, guaranteeing their durability. Luckily, his gloves at least felt comfortable beneath them. His lips curved as he thought. <laughs> Might as well take the lady's advice, and he began to slightly, gently, and carefully apply the medical rub to his back. Y- "'You said you were an orange? You, a precog?' Hiding her surprise was difficult. Most people weren't aware of the full potential of an orange. Every royal family had tried to keep this discovery hidden from other countries. "'Um, n- n- no Lee said. "'Just shoot it?' Mm, "'Ow!' "'Yes, and augment my vision to various degrees.' Lying was not an art she practiced often, nor one that she excelled at. What, a what do you, you mean augment, as in distance? As well as at night, and through objects, to a certain extent. The color must be strong. After about using half of the miniature bottle, he put the cork back in and handed it back to Lee. Hey, thanks again, he added graciously. You really didn't have to, thank you. Lee's head bowed slightly. "'Your thanks are appreciated, but not necessary. "'I was not going to let you bleed out. "'Unfortunately, that is, uh, all I'm able to do.' "'She nodded at the surroundings. "'With a careful sliding of his shirt, he responded. "'Well, either way, I owe you one.' "'Lee's eyes grew as the thought occurred. "'I'm so sorry. "'I cannot believe that I forgot to ask. "'What is your name?' "'You're kind of funny, you know.' "'A cracked grin was flashed. "'It's Owen.' Warstone. Lee stared off for but a moment, trying to decipher Owen's lineage. Um, w- Warstone? she asked. What was your father's trade, craft, when he chose that name for your family? Oh, um, he was a blacksmith in the last Red King's army. Peeking her interest wasn't difficult. An insatiable curiosity for new things had arisen inside of her since departing from her home. Really? A Blacksmith? C- can you tell me more? What was that like? Um, definitely kind of funny, she laughed. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry, I, I've been told that my curiosity gets the better of my manners. I'm sorry, I'm just sorry. (laughs) I'm thinking I just found your favorite word. Owen said with a smirk, I have been told that as well. The faint smile that was coming to Lee's lips was instantly wiped away when a sound of screaming echoed throughout the chamber. Both prisoners retreated to the center of their cells, both worried about what dark terror they had found themselves in the center of. Owen wiped the short brown hair from his forehead and looked over to Lee. Good luck. They stood quietly for several minutes, waiting to see what new danger was coming for them both.